Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is a special show for me because this is the first time that we've had a podcast podcast listener on the show to tell their story. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast and you are a TCK, have an international experience and are up for sharing your story with the world, um, reach out to me. Go to tckcare.com slash contact and just reach out uh, that way and let me know and we'll have you on the show too. Uh, but uh, for today, we've got Danny calling all the way from, is it Scotland? Scotland, yeah. Okay, very cool. Welcome to the show, Danny. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Danny, because this is a TCK podcast, I always have to start by asking, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you got like five minutes? No. <laughs> um, Absolutely. We've got like 30 minutes. Go for it. <laughs> so my mom is Scottish and my dad is Chilean. And um, so I was born in Scotland and we lived here for about six weeks. And then we moved out to live on some like missionary ships. Um, before moving back to England. Um, so when people say, where are you from? I usually give them a fact, like I live in England right now or something like that. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> um, so were those, uh, were those mercy ships? No, it was OM. So do lost and logos too. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And um, how, how long were you on the ships for? Um, I was there just under five years, but my parents were there for much longer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. were they just taking a break when you were born? Uh, yeah, so I'm the first child. I think having the first child is more stressful. Sure. I wanted to be near her family. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear that having kids is, um, is wonderful, but it's also definitely stressful, and it's great to have family around. We had uh, we had our first two. Uh, we have four boys. And we had our first two when we were serving the Philippines, and uh, mm. my mother-in-law was able to come out to the Philippines for the first. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. Helpful just to have family around and uh, to have that support. So I definitely get that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how yeah. many how many siblings do you have, Danny? Um, just two. So my younger sister was born in South Africa. Oh, nice. um, and then my brother is born in the UK. Okay, that's cool. So you have had quite an international experience. Can you tell me a little bit about um, growing up on the growing up on the ships? Like, where where all did you get to go? <laughs> um, so we traveled around first of all the Caribbean, and then um, like the coastal areas of Africa, and then down to Australia and Southeast Asia. So we got um, yeah, it was a pretty good range. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, mostly, I think I just remember the people, just the community. Um, it was a really, yeah, it was a really nice place to to live and to spend time. You know, hmm. like the community on the ships. Mm, yeah, yeah. What was what was that like to live uh, to live on ships? I feel like that would be like really close close proximity, and you'd either really love people or really hate them. Is that true? I guess so. I mean, at that point, it was all I'd ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was just the way the world was, that everyone was super nice and you can knock on someone's door and a friendly person will be behind it. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, so that was a bit of a culture shock when we moved off the ship. They were like, no, you can't cross the road by yourself, can't knock on strangers' doors. I was like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. 
I I feel like we had a similar experience uh, with our first uh, at Faith Academy. Somebody commented to me once um, when they saw me dropping him off with some students. They said, you know, you. They said in uh, in a polite, gentle way, you live a sort of charmed life that you can, you know, you have this community around you that you trust um, to help you with your kids and you have all these people. And I wasn't sure exactly at the time what it meant, but having left that community, I I feel it definitely um, that, mm. you know, you, you never know what you got till it's gone. And it was a wonderful right. experience in many aspects to have, uh, to have uh, so many people, so many nice people around us who are um, interested in being a part of our lives and helping out with kids. So I hear that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you have um, a lot of constant contact with people uh, off of the boats as well? Um, so my parents definitely did. I, yeah, me not so much. <laughs> um, yeah, because most of the contacts off the ships would have been sort of ministry related. Um, oh, sure. So the kids weren't always so involved. Yeah, gotcha. So you pretty much grew up for the first five years of your life, and the ship was more or less like your world. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, that's that's so fascinating. It's such a different experience. I feel like you've got a unique experience, even for TCKs. Like, you know, a TCK grows up in multiple places in the world. They grow up with that global mobility and global identity, and you've got both mm. of those components um, but because you grew up on the ship, that, that alone, I feel like probably not a lot of people have that experience. And so your TCK experience sounds really unique, even for a TCK. So this is, this is really interesting to hear about. <laughs> and when, you know, you, you and I have corresponded a little bit over email. And when we were talking uh, briefly, you had said you'd express some uh, question as to whether or not you actually are a TCK. Why is that? Yeah, when I think of TCK, I think of maybe a family from one country going to live in another country, and mm -hmm. then that kind of combination between the two. But mm -hmm. I've spent so long living in England, which is obviously the UK, and my mom is Scottish, so it's not so different in my head. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, like, it's quite easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm British, and no one uh, no one has a right to question that, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like that can be, uh, really advantageous though, for a TCK to have a strong, a strong connection with, uh, with a, with a certain place, especially like your host country, um, to be able to say, man, I am, you know, I am English and I'm from, I'm from the UK and that's my home. Um, that can mm -hmm. be really advantageous just to have that kind of those kind of roots um, so that even when you do travel, um, you've always got a place to come back to. I feel like that could be a really healthy thing. So that's kind of cool to hear about. Yeah. Um, and then you said you, you did know a lot of TCKs uh, growing up too, yeah? Did you have experience with them in your travels? Yeah, and also because my parents were working for this missionary organization, um, we used to have like MK camps missionary kid camps yeah, okay. um, in like continental Europe. So I used to go every summer and um, yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool to connect with all these people who also had like mixed families or were living somewhere um, that wasn't maybe their passport country mm -hmm. and just having those really, really deep connections with people. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> Interesting. Did you feel like you had、uh, more connection with them than you did with、um, your friends in England? Yeah.、Um, yeah. So I come. My parents are living in a very sort of isolated countryside part of England. Okay.、Um, so there's not many foreign people, especially when we first moved there, like seventeen years ago or something. There、mm-hmm. were no foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of the foreigners, even though we are half British,、mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and people just didn't really know how to take that. Maybe、um, they didn't really know how to talk to us. Some of the like teenagers used to egg our house and that sort of thing. Oh man,、um, that's rough. <laughs>、uh, it's so much better now. The the village is so much more like open to new people, but it was、mm-hmm. just that kind of time. Yeah, sure.、Um, <laughs> so then, going to be with people that knew how to talk to people who were different to them, and that spoke other languages, and had experience of moving、um, through one country,、mm-hmm. um, it just made all the difference. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. In third culture, kids growing up among worlds,、um, they talk about the you know the definition of a TCK, and one of the parts of that definition are that TCKs really.、Um, Connect best with other TCKs, just other people who have had an international experience, and like you say, you you know, a TCK knows how to knows how to be with strangers and knows how to、um, adapt to、uh, building new relationships and meeting new people, and has the similar or a common experience of growing up among other languages and、um, valuing other people's worldviews. So it's just so much easier for TCKs to. Relate to each other than to relate to someone who、um, who doesn't hasn't had、um, any of those experiences and doesn't know what that's like. So I hear you、mm, definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah.、Um, and then you some of this some of your international experience and international heart、um, you've you've captured beautifully in your blog tertiary. I read、uh, I read、uh, have you heard of <laughs> have you heard of London. Which if you're、uh, if you're a TCK, you gotta get you gotta go check out Tertiary and read that article. You'll find it delightful and frustrating all at the same time. Just, <laughs> the things the things that people say and the way it can be hard to connect to to others, in, uh, trying to explain your international experience and stuff like that. It's I feel like you really hit the nail on the head with that. <laughs> can you tell Can you tell us a little bit about、um, Have you heard of London? Mm. Um. So I was thinking a lot about just Britishness and、um, of being from somewhere because, like I said, I always just refer to myself as British just to be simple. And I loved living living in China, spending time in Africa because I could just be like, "Yeah, I'm from England," and they like accept that.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just be like, "Yeah, of course, that makes total sense," and we just go on with it. Sure.、Um, And I encountered problems when I met other British people abroad that they could not identify me as British、yeah. <laughs> by my accent or by how I was acting.、Yeah. So I've had some, yeah, just interesting conversations、um, mm-hmm. with people that I, I think are from my home country, but that maybe they don't see me as the same way. Yeah.、Right. <laughs> and then you have you have the whole Chilean side of you too, right? And so you have.、Mm. Even though you say you're 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 British, you have like 
that multicultural um, multicultural component just like woven into your family and just a big part of who you are, right? To start with. So I can right. get I can yeah. get how that would be offsetting for people <laughs> hard to understand where you're from. <laughs> which which is why it's so entertaining to talk about where we're from, right? Because everybody has a different story and has to treat that differently. And I love at, at the beginning where you said that you handle that question by just uh, by just dealing with facts. Like I live in Britain now, you know. I live in I live in Scotland. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm from. This is where I live. Whatever. It's mm -hmm. it's a really smart way to share about your story in a way that's um, relatable to people and meaningful for them, and they can kind of engage in that and be like, oh, well, if you're from Britain, then you know. Then I know I know something about you, and I can kind of put the I don't know have this paradigm of who you might be and how I might relate to you and that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, or I kind of change my answer um, depending on who I'm talking to. So sure. if someone complaining to me about how maybe British people are not good at learning languages or something, I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm too late. Did I mention?" This <laughs> <laughs> uh, was convenient at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You're like, I'm half Chilean, so I totally get it. Those British people. <laughs> oh man. So um can you have a, can you can you have a Chilean accent if you want to? When I when I speak Spanish I have a Chilean accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you know English, um Spanish, do you know do you know other languages as well? Uh French and Mandarin. Whoa, nice. <laughs> Uh, how how fluently do you speak um, French and Mandarin? Uh, so I studied French for seven years, so I was pretty decent. And then I started learning Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I lived in Beijing for a year, so I can do like conversations and stuff. And oh, that's now cool. That, yeah, now when I try to speak French, um, just Chinese comes up, so it's a bit yeah. sad. But I can still understand. I can still watch movies and stuff. I just can't make the sentences come out French. Sure, yeah. I, I, sus know? I suspect it would probably be easier to, you know, be immersed in that context. And if if you were, you know, in a French-speaking place for an extended period of time, it probably it would probably come back fairly easily, especially if you still have that comprehension, you know? Yeah, that's that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were you doing in Beijing for a year? Um, I was just at a language school, learning Chinese um, and volunteering at some English corners. So, doing sort of language exchange things. Sure. Well, that sounds really mm -hmm. cool. And uh, what inspired you to go to Beijing? Was it just uh, was it just the prospect of uh, learning a new language? Um, did you have friends in Beijing or? So I'd had friends from China because mm -hmm. I used to do like international student events at my university. Okay. Um, so I got to learn a little bit of like the basics of Mandarin and I got to visit Beijing and Guangzhou and see some friends just like short term. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it. So I thought, yeah, I can do a year in China and maybe in the future I do a bit more time in China as well. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Are there other places, uh, do you have like a bucket list of of uh, places that you want to visit or want to live uh, in your life? Um, I think I would like to spend some more time in South America. Um, yeah, because I've seen a lot of Chile and I've seen 
um, a lot of different cities where we have connections as a family, but I've not seen any of the other countries properly. So I'd mm. love to someday get to spend some time in like Brazil and mm -hmm. you know, Mexico and um, just see a bit more variety. Yeah, definitely. I've I've been to Mexico and that's uh, it's a beautiful country and full of beautiful people so that yeah I haven't been further south than that though so I would love to hit up South America sometime as well um, yeah yeah my wife went to uh, my wife was in Brazil uh, on a couple trips and she loved that mm. um, yeah I just love the culture I feel like it's so friendly and um, like hospitable yeah yeah I hear you I feel like that's how it was in the Philippines too. That people were really warm, friendly, hospitable, and even now when I meet Filipino, I have uh, Filipino people in uh, in America. I have no qualms about going up to them and just striking up a conversation with complete strangers, which I don't really have a problem doing that anyways. But Filipino people, especially, <laughs> are just so warm. And when I say that I've lived in the Philippines for a while, there's an automatic connection, and they smile mm. and are really warm and accepting and like talking to me and humor my uh humor my feeble attempts at speaking tagalog so <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah no that's so nice <laughs> yeah um so if i can ask you like this what what were some of the hardest things about uh growing up uh growing up mobile and what were some of the best things in your opinion i'm gonna start with the best things if that's okay yeah go for it <laughs> I think the, the best things was um, the relationships with people. So getting to know people from so many different backgrounds and so many different um, cultures and just having those really, really deep friendships that have lasted for years and years and years. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that feeling that I could turn up in any country and have a friend there. Um, mm. I, yeah, I love it. I'm really grateful for that mm -hmm. network. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, worst things, I think, especially as a teenager, it was a massive identity crisis for me. Mm -hmm. um, I really felt that I wasn't British enough to be British. Uh, like I say, um, a lot of English people would sort of question, am I really English? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I definitely didn't feel Chilean enough to call myself Chilean. So for a long time, I really felt like I wasn't really valid, that I didn't have a country, so I wasn't a proper person. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a group of people that I was meant to fit in with. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that it's got better as I got older and sort of care less. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, also having, like, my, my Christian faith was a massive help to sort of figure out who I am, Yeah. Mm. So you're saying you're able to uh, sort of root yourself in the Christian identity that like, even if you don't feel completely British or completely Chilean, you do, you are Christian. And so you're able to sort of root your identity in that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a Bible verse that says our citizenship is in heaven. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, seeing the, the world is kind of, um, is home for now. And seeing kind of a bigger picture of our like borders and our countries are kind of man-made and they change and it's all sort of not that it's not important but it's kind of temporary mm. and that there's um kind of more to humanity than 
our boundaries that we've drawn up ourselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. As you were talking about、um, not feeling completely British or completely Chilean, it really, I think that really speaks to me as a TCK.、Um, that there have been moments where I'm like, I just, I just feel like I don't fit in in America, and obviously, like, I stuck out like a sore thumb in Nigeria. But、uh, right. <laughs> but at the same time, like a part of me does belong in both places. And、uh, if you're listening to this podcast, and this is the first TCK Care podcast you've listened to, you should also go listen to the one with Gabe Myers.、Um, he talks about actually having a feeling of belonging in both places. He said that he's very comfortable and really feels like he does fully belong in both in both America and overseas.、Um, so it's just a fascinating、uh, conversation that I had with him. But I think a lot of Uh, TCKs have this feeling of not fully belonging, and、um, that's—I think—that's actually part of the definition in the Third Culture Kids book as well.、Um, uh, the sense of like not fully belonging, having relationship with all cultures, yes, but not fully belonging、um, to any one in particular. And it, again,、mm-hmm. if you're a TCK listening to this podcast, and、um, that's you, yeah, if you just struggle with that feeling of belonging, I would love to hear your story and love to. Love to connect with you on that because the the truth is, like、um, like Danny is saying, we don't necessarily belong in any one place. I mean, we are human, yes,、um, but our citizenship, if you you know, if you believe in Jesus, your citizenship is in heaven, and so that、uh, that should come first.、Um, so, yeah, this is a、uh, this is really good.、Uh, it's giving me a lot of food for thought as far as you know, the TCK experience and.、Um, How Christianity fits into that, how religion fits into that, which I suppose should be another podcast episode entirely. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot there.、Yeah. So, is there anything that you would say you would like to change?、Um, that you would you would change about your childhood if you could, like if you could go back and like change one thing to make it better? Is there anything that comes to mind? Like, yeah, I would I would do this differently. I don't think I would change anything, but I would potentially. Want to know a little bit more about、um, all this, like that the concepts of culture and some more of the, like I'd never heard of TCK or anything like that.、Um, so I think I would have liked to know that it was a. I would like to have known that it was a common experience, or、mm-hmm. um, that other people were going through that, and that there was an actual word for it. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, that a lot of people all around the world. Are experiencing this like culture, this tension between cultures mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in their own ways. Because、um, I wasn't really aware of that as as a kid.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. You said you wouldn't really want to have changed anything about the、uh, mobility of your life or any of the details necessarily. You just would have、uh, would have wanted to increase your own awareness of what was going on and、uh, what you're what you were experiencing. And the fact that it's a、uh, it's a broader experience than it, it's not just it wasn't just you that was going through these feelings of tension and、um, cultural adaptation and things like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I've heard a lot of TCK stories,、um, and I feel like, for the most part, that's what people say is that、um, there's good and bad about their experience, but that they wouldn't change it.、Um, Because it makes them who they are, you know. Like,、mm. if you take away the bad, then that takes away a part of your a part of your soul and a part of your character and a part of your strength. Like going through going through tough experiences really does give you strength、um, 
and resilience and endurance and perspective and a lot of valuable things that you wouldn't have without it. So it's really cool. Mm. It's really cool that you have that you have that perspective on your life that you've uh, you accept you you've accepted your childhood for what it was. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, and when I talk to people from my blog, a lot of people say a similar thing to me. So I'll ask them questions, and they'll be like, "Oh, I, you know, I've never thought about it. I wish I'd read something like this. You know, when I was growing up, when I was thinking about um, these." things i wish i'd known that other people were also um struggling with this or you know dealing with this so mm-hmm. it's been really cool to start those conversations mm. yeah that is cool and so um if i if we can just uh i see we're coming up on the end of uh, end of our time here i was just going to ask um if there if you have any advice for other TCKs or perhaps the people who care for TCKs, such as, you know, the parents or TCK care personnel or uh, mission organizations or whatever the case may be. Do you have any advice for them about um, just uh, what it means to be a TCK and to live a healthy life in a state of global mobility and global identity? Um, I think I would say that it's okay to struggle. I think it's okay to be sad and to grieve for the things you've lost because a lot of times when we're moving around or you know going on to new things we try and like stamp out the negative side and we want to be excited for the next thing and only you know when we celebrate all the all the new things that are happening and then we don't really deal with the stuff that might be going on (laughs) um you know, the more negative aspects of moving around or being far away from your family. So mm-hmm. I think um, having space to deal with both the good and the bad and just allowing yourself to take time for those things because it's really important. And if you don't do it now, um, it will probably come up later right. in your life. Yeah. Right. Oh, Danny, I love that. It's okay to struggle and it's okay to grieve things. Um, yeah, and, you know, take the time to really process them and to um, come to grips with the with the hard and the negative things that go along with uh, global global mobility and stuff like that I just love that it's beautifully said thank you mm-hmm. and thank you Danny for taking the time to join us on TCK care the podcast and just share a little bit about your story like I said it's a very interesting unique story and um, sounds like you've learned a lot about yourself and um, your experience and uh, it's really cool that you're taking the time to share that not just with me on TCK Care the podcast but also through your blog um, tertiary and if you're on tckcare.com I will provide a link to Danny's blog so you can uh, you can check that out I highly recommend it yeah thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely (laughs) pleasure You've been listening to TCK Care the Podcast with me, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs. Hosting and producing TCK Care the Podcast is a part of my ministry, which is made possible by the generous support of my financial partners. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring pledge, please go to tckcare.com slash give. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned for more TCK Care coming up next week.